everyone, and welcome back to the That One Video Galaxy podcast. I'm Gerard. I'm Brett. I'm Al. And we are here today to answer your questions. All comets, all the time. All comet. We're, what should we call this episode, the Brett? The Comet Storm. The Comet Storm. I, re- I, like I reserve the right to change the title hold on, later hold on. Hold on, hold on. Bradley, animate your version of the Comet Storm as an intro. Oh my God. Just one swipe. It just says Comet Storm. We've got a comet storm coming on. What it basically means is that uh, we are going to be answering a bunch of your comets. We got so many comets, you guys. People like us. I I hope so. They do. They do. They especially like Al and his quietness. Oh, Al. Al's Al's quietness brings so much to the table. I'm just here, man. <laughs> there it is. Uh, but before we do that, last week on the podcast, we challenged Brett All right. to draw a an original. Mm-hmm. His inspiring alien, the best that he could. So what did you get for us? I'm looking okay. forward to this. Okay, so yeah, I'll show you guys on the piece of paper I drew it on, but we'll put it on the screen for you guys, okay? Yeah, I want right. to see it. All right, so what do we got? So I believe the challenge was to draw something that like was an original alien that also elicited emotion, right? Yeah. Okay, here's my alien. Okay, so as you guys can see, there's <laughs> my alien is a mathematical being. From, okay. from another dimension. Sure. What's its name? Uh, I didn't think of that. I, I don't give think it a it, name. You have to give it a name. I assume that its name is like unpronounceable. By well, then, then do the sound. What does it sound like? <laughs> Something like that. I don't know. <laughs> awesome. I like yeah. It. Yeah. It's just, but it's like a mathematical being that's just like different types of like it's like it's a mirror though. Sure. It's like it's just a bunch of like mirrors. Sure. And uh, you can see like in the bottom left hand corner the there, it's like a sun. So a it's like sun. it just floats through space. And it reflects everything that it sees. I and, see. But it's not just like visual reflection. It also like, like it sh- it like show it tries to understand people. It's sentient, Whoa. but no one can understand it. So, so I just want to understand something. It's yeah. basically like a living incarnation of the Triforce. Is that what the Triforce does? It tries to understand people. I don't know people? if that's what the Triforce does, but when I look at that, that um, I think of it like it does look like a bunch of Triforce based taco nacho chips that are like you on guys top got of me. It was based <laughs> on Triforce and taco nacho chips. You, I can't be original, you guys. I'm sorry. No, no, <laughs> no, no. I think, no. Let me tell you something. Damn good alien. Oh, thank you. you. The better but than what the, we drew. The, the backstory was that it's from it's 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 from another dimension, but it got lost in our dimension. But like it comprehends us very well. Like like an ant. An ant doesn't understand the difference between like, like it doesn't understand how a car works, right? Sure, it, sure. it can't see the difference between a car and an elephant. An ant yeah. just sees, you know. So in the same way, we can't perceive its dimension. Okay. But it completely understands ours and all the others. So, but it can't relate to us. All it does is like reflect back at us. You know what I mean? Wow, that's too deep. That's the backstory. It just that's floats through deep. space, just hoping to find its way home. Wow. That's the story. That's incredible. <laughs> I would not have come up with that at so all. So, are there any emotions in you at all? Uh, I'm in awe. I'm in awe. Awe is an emotion. Yeah, it, it's it kind of, it's like this this lonely being that just exists in the world. It can't relate to anybody. Universe. It can't relate to anyone. It just it reminds re- you of yourself all the time, looking at it several yeah. times. It's a mirror. It's a mirror. It's a nacho chips mirror. Al. I mean, I have emotion towards it because you did it. So then, challenge complete. Great. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Uh, before we start today's podcast even further, uh, this podcast is brought to you by Nachos. Mm. No, uh, oof, that sounds good. No, um, everyone's been slamming us hard in the comments about a iTunes, Google Play, Android 
uh, kind of subscription service. Yeah. It's common. We're just working it out because the current uh, base that we have for the uh, TOVG podcast with George Weedman and friends um, – that one is on the same is on a network plan that we're trying to adapt for this one. It's just been difficult because uh, both the podcasts are called the TOBG podcast, mm. so we're trying to balance it out as best we can. So hang tight. I think we'll have the podcast starting to roll out for next week, not this one, but for the following week. So TOBG Alrighty. podcast five and onward, and we will retroactively add the first four onto. Uh, those RSS feeds, so you all can be subscribed. We understand how much easier yeah. it would be to digest this stuff if it were just audio. So we're doing it. Don't worry. It's going to be there. So with that in mind, mm. let us dive into some of our comments. It would be a poor idea to dive into a comment. Dive into a comment. Do you know what a comment? Do you know what comments are made out of, dude? Awesomeness. Yeah, that's right. Thank you, Al. Thank yeah. you for just going in there. Uh, let's just go down the line here. First comment. The first comment of today is by, is from Wesley, Captain Wedley. Shut up, Wesley. Weiser. He says, hi, Gerard, Alan, Brett. My name is Wesley, and I'm a newer fan of your channels. Only been watching a less than a year, but I love the content. Between watching your channels and other popular channels like the Game Grumps and Markiplier, I've always really wanted to start producing content. Mm. I've had ideas to start all kinds of channels from playing board games drunk to sketch comedies to Let's Plays and even podcasts. Mm -hmm. The issue that my friends who are on board and I have mm. is finding time between all of our full-time and part-time jobs to actually sit down and create something to pull out there. Put out there. Oh, wrong way. Good, good job, Gerard. Ah. The pull out there. Nice one. Uh, what would you guys recommend for starting steps to building a YouTube channel, and what kind of problem slash issue did you come across and resolve in the early stages of content creating? Thanks for all the hard work and dedication to your videos, mm. and keep up the great content. Wesley. Thank you, Wesley. I thank you. Thank you, Wesley. <sighs> get the get the brandy. Get the get all the right. get the pinot. Get the get, get the, the alcohol. Get the get the sherry. Mm. Should we turn um, the lights low? It's that it, it, we're the first the first comment already is sending us down into a dark path of YouTube. Tight. Um, oh my gosh, this question is this question. I, if do you ever have a question, like, do you ever wish you could like take a paragraph or a dialogue of something and just frame it as a photo, but it's like you walk by it and it like plays the audio clip of what you're walking by. Huh. Interesting. That's what I want to do. I want to capsulize this this question and answer as like a almost like a. How do I start YouTube? And then we just play the stock this, answer. The stock answer. Right. Um, first and foremost, do what you love. Yep. That sounds so simple, but that's the most important aspect of of any YouTube thing is whatever you're doing, whether it be a podcast, a let's play show, you have to you have to love it. If you hate it, people will know. If you phone it in, people will know. Uh, if you kind of half care, half not care, people will know. The most important part about YouTube is you. That's why it's in the name, is that you are oh, the person. Oh, YouTube, wow. it's I your never, tube. I never put that together. Did you not? My bad. All right. That makes two of us. I never got that. <laughs> wow. Well, actually, that's not, it's, you're actually, that's not a true thing. It's always, it's always something that I say. It's, it's that you are an important aspect of the platform, and... Um, it's important to know a few a few ground rules. One, it's great to be inspired by the people you love, but it's not good to replicate. I think that's mm -hmm. something that people often confuse. If you want to do a Let's Play show, great. But what makes your Let's Play show different from everyone else's? Mm, good one. When we made Beard Bros, we took a long, long, hard look at what was in the space. Alex hadn't started the decks yet. 
I was about 50,000 subs into Completionist, and we didn't really know how we could change the game. We wanted to try and uh, kind of birth some new inspiration into the Let's Play scene, and I th we've been working on, on Beard Bros for months, and I think as we were about to launch, the Game Grumps launched. They, they launched technically a month before us, but we were established as a channel months before, and so... One of the things we looked at is, well, we can't just be two guys playing video games anymore. That's something that we didn't want to do to begin with. But um, we want to try and bring a, a professional and streamlined look at games. So Alex was a games journalist in the games industry. And so he would give you the journalistic insight as to the games that we play. And I would give you uh, the best gameplay that I could provide by beating the game in one go, by kind of guiding the experience. And that was kind of our, our, our angle for a while. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, when Brett started Couch Fighters with Santel, we instantly knew, yo, this is fighting games. That's like the core of it. It's always been the core of what they wanted to talk about. And I think in the first form of, of Super Couch Fighters, it was going to be a podcast, but these guys really loved playing games and, and, and that's kind of where it stemmed from so the important yeah thing you warned is, us we were like our first one of our first ideas because that's how you pitched it santel was like i want to do a fighting game podcast and i was always like yeah uh sure like whenever you want to rock we'll we'll talk about it and so you I came down and we we're like we want to do a podcast and you were like you guys should you guys should actually play games first before you start talking well, about yeah, games. Well, yeah because i think i think in that element uh and this is this is not like a stab at you it's a stab at the general space why would i care you're, you make you make you a are, very good point. You are a human that I do not know. You make a very good point. I have no reason. I know your name. I know what you look like. I have, but I don't care because right. I don't know you as a person. Mm -hmm. There are hundreds, if not thousands, of channels out there that do let's play and podcasts and reviews and all right, that stuff. Right. Give me a reason to care and love about what you're talking about, and that's the most important True. aspect. And a word of caution, though, you know, it's very, it's it's a it's a trap to chase what you think people want. Yes. So I would say that the best, like if you're starting your own content, the best thing you could do is take a deep breath and ask yourself, what would I want to see? And then do that. That's the biggest one. What do you want to see? And and what would I watch is the thing that I ask myself. Yep. What would I like to watch? And uh, has it been done or hasn't been done? Did we answer the question? Do I need to keep going more? No, there's one more. Uh, he said, like, how do you, like, he's having trouble scheduling his friends. Scheduling his friends and part-time jobs. You know, so I, I don't know don't what. Don't sleep. Don't sleep. Don't that, sleep. Your friends are bad, bad friends. No. Um, <laughs> I. Uh, don't tell him to go to sleep. I don't know how many, like. Go to sleep. I don't know how many people you need for whatever you're trying to do. But if it's, like, a handful, if it's just two or three. That sounds like it shouldn't be too hard to organize, and if your friends are if they if they can't do it, and they can't do it because of scheduling, you got to think of an idea that takes just you or less people or different people, and if they're unwilling to do it, then they're unwilling to do it. Mm -hmm. To yeah. kind of go along with that, when I started the Completionist, it was meant to be a one man show. Then obviously Greg came in and, and that stuff. But before I had worked on the show for three or four months without anyone, mm -hmm. and before that I had done other YouTube shows, and in those YouTube shows. I was always partnered with someone in regards to co-producing. And I found that uh, I had to carry a lot of the weight for doing everything about the show. Production, filming, casting, writing, editing, uh, special effects. And it gets very overwhelming. And so when you start to work in a space, in a team where you have a lot of people around you, um, it's important to understand that uh, you have to have a good team. And I don't even mean like, okay, you do this, I do that, you do that. It's more or less about is there chemistry, 
Is there a reason that everyone's together? Is there purpose? And is that purpose worth the cause? You have to understand there's going to be no money involved. You have to do it out of passion and pride and care. And, and you want to have to want to do these things. If you are committed to yourself and to making this substantially work for you and your team, then everyone else should be as well. I think that I've always lived the mentality of like, you, you get, you get out what you put in. And if you're not trying very much, you're not going to get that much out of it. But if all of you are gung ho and you're passionate about it and you're doing your best, that's where you're going to see your successes at. And even if no one's watching, at least you're putting out a product that you're like, yo, this is awesome. This is me. This is us as a team. Those are the things that, again, going back to the whole passion of it all is that you have to love what you're doing, regardless if there's five viewers, a thousand viewers, 10 viewers, or a million viewers. That's the most important advice for sure. Yeah. Love what you're doing. Yeah, love what you're doing. And if you don't love what you're doing, do something else. Al, anything else? Love it. Tight. A man of a few words, Al. Al chose the Cold Stones option. Just gotta have it. uh, (laughs) Love it. (laughs) Love it. And like it. And like it. There you go. Thank you for your question, Wesley. Let's get back to the comments. Thank you, Wesley. Thank you, Wesley. Shut up, Wesley. I hope I answered your question. Um... The next Let's question comes here. from. I'm going through. Sorry, not questions. Comments. Comments. You can't do that. We've passed by the Don't first do comment. That. Coming up on the second comment. Here we go. This is by Vin. Hi, Vin. Vin says, "Hello there, everyone. Vin here, aka Vin Voltage." Firstly, hey, Vin Voltage. Shout outs. Vin Voltage. Shout outs to Vin Voltage. Uh, firstly, I enjoy this podcast very much. Please keep doing this. It's very delightful. Okay. Uh, my question for all of you is what got you into writing, producing, and creating media? Thanks again for the love. Or thank you again. Love, Vin. Thanks, Vin. Uh, I I got into producing because I didn't want to work for anyone else. Right. That sounds so shallow and so business-minded. But um, out of college, I was like getting ready to live my life on film sets. And the thought of that actually made me sad to like go to a film set where I didn't creatively bring anything to the table, but I had to sit What were you going like, to do there? What was your, like, what did you see yourself doing on a film set? Well, I, I my, my ultimate passion was directing and, and producing. I wanted to, a lot of that. And like, you didn't in, think as a director and a producer, you'd have like input. You didn't feel like you, your voice well, would be heard. Well, yeah, but you have to, you have to put in that work to get there. And, mm-hmm. and, and the, the film market and Al, you know, your sister went through it too. It's, it's like you put in all this work, you get the education, you put all the money and the time, and then you end up being a PA Uh on national treasure 17 and you don't really go shouts to Zane, although you don't really, you're stuck in that route of like, once a film is done, you wrap up and go to the next film and you're traveling nine to 12 months or nine to eight months out of the year. And your life is scheduled around when these films are made and you don't get to contribute other than hold the light, clip the pin here, grab this guy coffee, uh, the light doesn't look right, and you 13, 14 hour shoots. Yeah, I get you. It's hard. It's hard for it's, it's not hard. a lot of creative payoff. Right. And I, th- I think that was the biggest thing of, of why I started doing writing and producing for myself because I, I wanted to feel like I had the ability to create something that was uh, worth the investment worth worth the the inspiration and to keep driving it. And I think, uh, you solidify, I solidified my fate when I said I wanted to be a director because I didn't really, I I, I was selling myself short before I got to get there. You know, it just was like, okay, I'm going to make stuff. Great. Oh, I have to like become famous first to make anything worthwhile because I can make 
the best movies of my lives. They can make the worst movie of my life when I'm a, uh, of my life when I'm a, when I'm a young adult. Uh, and obviously, when you're 20 versus when you're 30, you have different life experience. But I think that thought is what made me kind of go, "Oh man, like I don't want to, I don't want to work for everyone else for nine, eight months out of the year without I creating it. something." And that's I get kinda, it. That's kind of yeah. where my passion really was. Like, make stuff. You have to make it to see if it works. Mm-hmm. You, you have to fail, and you have to give it your best. Agreed. Brett, what do you think? What, what, what I wonder what Al thinks. Al, why, are you, why the hell do you do what you do? Uh, that's uh, actually very interesting. No, I like what I do. I do what I do because where I came from, kind of like a bunch of stuff back then, I actually came here with you from actually a manufacturing job. So this is just so much better. This is very different <laughs> from a manufacturing job. Yeah. Yes, yes. You aren't manufacturing anything here except, except dreams. Digital, digital dreams. 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 We are the dream weavers. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's it. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Al's a man of few words. I was, yeah, that's yeah, I get it. So you basically came here. She's like, "This is better." It, straight <laughs> up, this is better. It, it's true, you know. Get to do what I love. I get to be with people that I care about and enjoy, and I get to be with Gerard. And I mean, come on. <laughs> the come confirmation on. that Gerard is not someone that you love and enjoy. I'm on a different. I get level. to. I get I'm to be with people level. I enjoy. And there's, love, there's, and then there's, and then there's Gerard. Gerard too. So, <laughs> okay, there's love, there's enjoy. Yeah, I'm yeah, better than sure, that. What's up? What's up, sure, world? Come sure. at me. Yeah. Brett, what about you? You've always been a creative mind, if I if I recall. Well, I I know I've I've I remember when I was little, I wanted to be a surgeon at one point. Don't know why, just did. And I remember like when I, I remember walking out of the original Bad Boys, thinking I wanted to be a cop. <laughs> but like. It wasn't until later that I realized, like, oh, I don't want to be a cop. Like, you I just want to play as a fighting cop. Yes, no, I just, <laughs> I like, I wanted to make stories. Like, it wasn't a cop. Like, real life cops are boring, dude. Like, their jobs are boring. Most of the time, their jobs are really boring. You know what I mean? If you're a cop watching, we love you and thank you for your service. Yeah, but most of the time, like, most cops don't get to like chase down like cliched French bad guys. You know, like they don't get to do that. Uh, and I realized, like, oh, what's exciting was the fabrication of that excitement from, like, the storytelling t- standpoint. And then I, you know, I realized that, like, everything that I was passionate about in life was, like, I like Ninja Turtles. I like X-Men. Like, what do all those things have in common? And it's, like, you know, there's g- good stories behind that stuff. So I just wanted to tell stories, you know. That's all there is to it. I'm going officially, I'm gonna to officially plug this now. Yeah. Uh, everyone, your homework for today mm-hmm. is to go into YouTube – Mm-hmm. And search the Street Fighter movie about, oh, about Balrog. Mm. Uh, Brett wrote wrote and produced this thing. It's an incredible piece. Thank you. It actually, when I saw this when it first came out, I think I just started the show. I saw the it. The Completionist. Yeah, at the same like right when Balrog debuted is when I started the Completionist. 2011. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The exact same time. I think I was maybe three months in, and I saw it on the front page of IGN. Gotcha. Um, he made a great great film about Balrog and one about Vega as well and uh, you feel about my Vega film like how Al feels about you so it's a great Balrog film there's a Vega one too <laughs> no no I, I it's not an afterthought I, I feel you to, baby I, no I, I love both of them thank you thank you for plugging yeah man they yeah. were great films Balrog Behind the Glory and Matador you gotta go see them that is your homework assignment go watch them I think uh, when when I first hired Brett last year mm. Uh, one of our goals that we talked about was I want to make 
that. I want to make that type of high quality video game based high content. High quality video game based content. It doesn't need to be. You know, video game high school is wonderful. And when I saw Freddie Wong do that stuff, I just said, man, that'd be so fun to make that. Um, yeah, but like, there's a big difference, in my opinion, yeah. between the high quality that Freddie Wong goes for and high quality that I go for. Because like, no one's going to argue that what we did looks as good as Freddie Wong shit. Like, Freddie Wong. Well, you're all about the story. And that, I am. And, that, and that's my. Like, that's I, would, I would much rather have like the heart and the, and the good storytelling than like good um, visuals. That's a plus too. I would love that, but you know, we we made those two films on a real meager budget. Like it's part of the reason I'm real poor today. But I will say though that you can't tell. You I can't appreciate tell. that. It, that's you can kind of tell. No, I don't know, man. <laughs> look at <I> Vegas mask. <laughs> look at look at Bison's outfit. Like Bison's outfit, I will give is really funny. But we the rest tried, of it, you know, we tried well. Like we 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 had to do what we had to do uh we prioritized our time and money where we thought it was most important and yeah where we thought it was most important was uh the the characters the stories you know? but you know what you you weren't wrong thank you that's i uh we joked about it but i i think that's eventually where i'd like to see us go i'd love to be producing i would love that too man narrative content like that in a in a high quality scale the reality is though is that you need a lot of money you need you need a lot of producers and good people, and we have the people for it. We right. just don't have the capital. The, the capital, and we don't have. Uh, if we got if we if somebody dumped like five mil in our laps, for the company, what would you want to make? Okay, okay, but here's mil? the thing. Right. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, let me okay let me put this to you this way. Okay, how much money would it take for you to invest in a fan made Street Fighter feature film? Feature film. Feature film, like it's gonna be like we probably everywhere. have to fly to Thailand. Oh damn, Jesus! If we're doing that, how much? How much do I think? How much would need to be dropped to your lap for you to find that's that for me? <laughs> what do you mean? What I mean is, how much money would it take for somebody to give you, like you come into some money? How much of that money? How much money would it take for you to be like, I have so much money here, I am fine using a portion of this to make a film that probably won't make any money back. Oh, if it's not making any money back at all, I would probably throw five to ten million at it. You throw ten million dollars? If if we're talking so then like, if you if you got if you if got like fifty like, mil, if, if we're talking like a bucket, like yeah, 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 yeah. This is expendable. I'm not going to see this ever again. You're never going to see it again. A passion project. Ten I'd mil, throw five or ten or mil at it. Yeah, I think we can get a real good Street Fighter film for ten mil. Hell yeah, like an indie Street Fighter film. Yeah, I don't know if we've ever talked about it. My ideas for like a Street Fighter feature, man. Oh man. But sick. the thing is, though, is that when this is this is we're talking narrative stuff again from last week. Yeah, but yeah, sorry. There's, there's there there are easy ways to make everything look good, and I don't mean hiring three thousand effects artists. Right, like, right, 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 right. Uh, an actor or a writer is all you need, and I think that uh, we got the writer right here. You'll and the it. actor. You're gonna, who are you gonna be? Look at Cammy. Here she is. Uh great. <laughs> thank you, Vin Voltage. Though, thank you. Yeah, thank you for that. Sorry, we got sidetracked. Do your homework. <laughs> thank you, Gerard. Thank you. It's a good. It's a good homework to do. Yeah, I'm gonna do that homework. Yeah. Did know. you never see those? I didn't know. Nobody. I hope you like them. Now that you're a Street Fighter player, you can be like, oh, yeah. oh games. We are waving goodbye to Comet Number someone, Two. <laughs> someone wrote, Harrison Schaefer, uh, just wrote the headline, "Meet Brett Khalil," what? and it's, uh, it's a. It, we're gonna put this on screen right now. It is. Brett Khalil, the Jupiterian. I'm <laughs> from Jupiter. Yeah, and it's just, it's an alien. Wow. It's a pretty, pretty creative alien. He's got a mushroom for a nose. It's pretty tight. He's got a mushroom for a nose. He's got 
troll feed. Real talk, that is it's an incredible. Like it's actually pretty good. That's a, re- that's a really good drawing, right? Yeah. No, he's sitting on a box. He's sitting on a box. It's a box. No, that's his toilet. That's thank you pay- for thank you for the drawing. Who do, who sent that? That was from Harrison Schaefer. Thank you, Mr. Schaefer. Yeah, thank you. It's a good drawing. It's a good alien. Uh, let's see here. Comment number three. Comment number three. Uh, f- technically four, right? All J. Right. Ellis James wrote a title, I guess, as the subject. Okay. Hey guys, loving the new channel so far. I hope it continues to be awesome. My question is, if you could change one thing that annoys you in games to make them better, what would it be and why? For me, it would be having all the tutorials. Uh, all it would it would be having all tutorials optional. Mm. Thank you, Jay. Jay. Thank you, Jay. Is that what it is? Yeah. It would basically be going back to what we talked about last week. I just don't like having the controller taken away from me. Yeah. You know. Do you not like cutscenes at all? No. <laughs> what if you're interacting with the cutscenes? Anytime I'm interacting with a cutscene, it seems pandery. Like, look, you're still playing. Like, I don't care about quick time. I don't want to match. Like, you're like talking about like Assassin's Creed where you're just like, in, like, Altair is talking and you're just like kind of controlling him walking around. That's a little bit better. Okay. That's a little bit better. Okay. Um, depending on how that's implemented, that's okay. But I'm talking about cutscenes where they take the camera away from you. You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, but that's probably what I'd get rid of. That's what I'd get rid of. Al, what would you get rid of? All right. I would get rid of any time in any game you have to protect something or something. Ah, escort Ooh, missions. Escort missions. Because I feel like they're basically saying, here's our game, and now play it in its most restrictive form. Mm. Mm, that's a real good one. I think a lot of people would echo you on that one. If I had to get rid of something, what would it be? Multiplayer oh, achievements. Dope. Multiplayer achievements, <laughs> yes. I hate multiplayer achievements. I think that um, multiplayer achievements... Wait, is that your real answer? Yes, yes, that was my real answer. <laughs> yeah, it's the worst. It is the worst. Nailed it. Well, you have... Okay, I understand the reasoning behind them. I understand that it inspires uh, competitiveness, and it requires someone to go the extra mile. Mm-hmm. I hate it. I hate how it's like... Achievements are like get number one in the game, and it's like, great. I have to play this game for three hundred hours to get good at it before I even decide. I mean, it's, it's just difficult. They only they only impede two people, two types of people. One, you, yeah, because it's your job. Two, the people who for some reason think it's their job but it's not. Like people who are like, I hate completionists. Yes, people who feel compelled to get everything in the game even though they don't have to. Yeah. And I feel urges like that sometimes, but I gave that life up a long time ago. Well, I think for me, the reason why I started completing games was because I had noticed the habit that I wanted to find everything and right. explore everything. And trophies to me and achievements aren't about looking under every rock. Sometimes or, not, no. Right. I, I think the this is what I would I would beckon and be okay with if multiplayer achievements did this. If you gave a reward or a unique notion as to what this achievement or trophy is for multiplayer, I'd be happier. And for instance, like Gears of War, you get to you do use different costumes and everything like that. Mm-hmm. That's okay. What, but I'm, what I'm really referring to is, hey, you went on this ultimate epic journey through this thing. Here's a golden sword for you that now does the most damage in the game. Or mm-hmm. here is a weapon that is that uh, will let you ghost through walls and and make online uh competitiveness not cheap but definitely not f- like in your favor because you went on this epic quest to do this thing yeah i understand that you're saying the rewards should 
to match the efforts. Yeah, I get that. I that's agree. that's not, that's yeah, but it doesn't. So you know, I hate multiplayer achievements. Thank you, Jay. Thank you, Jay. I think your name was Jay. I'm sorry if it yeah, wasn't. Yeah, it was. I remember your name sounded very good. Uh, let's see. Goodbye here. to Good. Comet number four. Yes. Coming up on Comet number um, five. It's a Comet Shower. Oh, here's a good one. This is from Will. Comet Shower. Uh, Comet Shower. Bradley, change the name of the episode to Comet Shower. That's please. weird. Uh, Shower. This one is from Will Kirkpatrick. Will Kirkpatrick. Will. Will. Will, Will Kirkpatrick. 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 Patrick. It's a, a good name. Uh, hello, everyone from That One Video Galaxy Podcast. Hi. Hello. Hello. Uh, I guess I'm a longtime fan of the completionist and all your junk. Oh, I guess all thank of you. our junk. Do you guys, as and he puts in quotes, professional video game players, mm. have any tips? How many tips? Have, have any tips on keeping on playing a game and getting through the boring crap to the action and fun parts? I feel like I'm missing out on so many great games because they have a slow start or are really hard. Thank mm. you, Will. Thanks for the question, Will. That's an interesting question, but it's really two questions because. Getting through something that's difficult is way different than getting through something that's boring or bad, in yeah. my opinion. Uh, getting through something that's difficult, I mean, but they both they both are very much dependent on, like, what's it worth to you. Mm -hmm. It really depends. It's hard for me to say stick to it when the game is something like Sonic Boom. Put it down. Um, but if you really, like, I, um, I, I guess I, to not be a hypocrite, I have to answer this question the same way I would answer it when it comes to TV. Because a lot of people are what I call continuity whores. They're continuity whores. Because you ask them, like, how are you enjoying, um, you know, Mad Men or whatever, for example. I'm not mm -hmm. saying Mad Men's bad or good. I've never seen it. You're just throwing it out there. Yep. So it's like, how are you enjoying Mad Men? It's like, it's okay. I'm like, really? It's like, yeah. What season are you watching? Six. Why are you still watching then? I just got to see how it ends. That's bad. That is a, an abusive relationship. Don't do that. <laughs> that's bad. It's like, I got to know how it ends. Like, that's what Wikipedia is for. You know how proud I am of myself? Like, I used to be that type of guy, you know, uh, where a bad movie would come on and it'd be awful. I'm like, oh, God, I would just have to see how the story concludes. Everybody, I get it. Everybody wants a little resolution. Yeah. But nowadays, I'm like, oh, man, this is awful. Click. Wikipedia. Ha. Huh, terrible. And then it's over, you know? So, same thing for video games. If it's really bad and you're really not, if you're not enjoying yourself, you should never have to force yourself. Unless you're me, because that's what I have to do. That's different. So, yeah, that's my advice. Don't. Al, you've, you're very passionate about this topic, I know. What, yeah. what, what is your take on it? It's, so I, I would take from it, like, do you feel that there is a little pot of gold past the pit of fire? Because you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's been a lot of times where I know I've started games or I've done something like that, and I've been like, help me, please. Mm. I stop. No. But – you can see that there's maybe a, a, a little bit uh, of just a, a little little ray of hope or something, and you get through it, and then it's great. You know, you're talking about TV shows. It was actually, and going back and saying this now, it's really crazy because, like, for example, the show Supernatural. Mm -hmm. I started watching the first season, mm -hmm. and I was like, eh, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Kind of want to try it. It doesn't seem bad. Could be good. Got to the second season, and I was just hooked. I was like, all of it. I want all of it. So it, it's That's really that. I actually am a fan of Supernatural as well. I, I'm right now watching season 11 on Netflix. 11? Yeah. That's Jeez. right. That's an investment. That's a true investment. Well, I understand. I, I think what Supernatural does, and I'm not trying to defend the show because it is campy to most people, but I think Supernatural, um, for as wise a premise as it is, 
there's so much new and i think that's the incredible thing about it is that the show's been on for 11 years and it's just like new stories new content new actors new storylines all the time with these two people that you have been bonding with for 11 years and i think that's that in itself is an impressive feat sorry you were saying al no no no, it's exactly it so uh, i look at it you know you got to take everything you do with both like a grain of salt and with a little optimism (laughs) you'll know from you know probably after the second level of any game or second section whether it's going to be torture and not worth it to Mm -hmm. continue or if there's going to be something better beyond Mm -hmm. Uh, you know you just gotta it's like a sixth sense you just gotta feel it out good call (laughs) Kingdom Hearts 2 is one of my favorite games. Uh, it has the worst opening, worst opening segments I've care. seen. It don't is, care about ice cream. Don't care about ice cream. I don't care about these characters. I don't care about rocks. What a bad move. Like, that would be like, oh my god, that's awful. Oh, I think I just I just interrupted Brad. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but no, like, you no. just reminded me of that. I forgot about that. Like, yo, here's this fan-beloved game. And we haven't had a sequel for years. You guys ready for that sequel? Yeah! Here it comes. Yeah! All right, first play for two hours as this person you don't know. <laughs> what? 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 what a, it's it's going to make sense in a little bit. Trust me. I, I, I guarantee it's going to make bad. sense. That is bad. That's bad narrative. Like, don't do that. Ugh. You have to. Mm. Look, Kingdom Hearts fans. We love Kingdom Hearts. But you gotta give us a little leverage here. That's that opening is atrocious. And it's if atrocious. you're gonna make the excuse of like, well, they were just setting up his character, we don't need that character. Like we've had, we have a main character already. You know what I mean? Like stop or go this route. Sonic Adventure Two. I can't believe I'm actually gonna say this. Yeah. When the game starts, who do you play as? I don't know who. Sonic. Okay. When the game, like, depending on if you pick Light Side or Dark Side, but. In the first level, when you get to the end of City Escape, mm. you meet Shadow. Great. New character meeting the old character, and conflict is already in mist. Within three minutes of playing the game, a conflict is established right away. Kingdom Hearts, we know what happened in the first game. Right. But there's a three-hour, like, who is good, who is bad, who is Roxas? Where is Sora? Where yeah. is Donald You're and You're right. There's too many unanswered questions. We, the end of Kingdom Hearts 1, we were left with questions. Huge cliffhanger. And then we have a sequel that no one really got into because it was a Game Boy Advance game. Yeah, forget that. But then you start off the, the second one being like, hey, remember the first game? Absolutely we do. Great. Did you play the second middle game? No. Okay, well then that doesn't matter anyways because we've already – ignore that one. So here we go. Here's an original story about characters you've never heard of. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And then it's like, wait, but – Three hours of gameplay as people we don't care about. Where's Donald? <laughs> yeah, real talk. I'm sorry. I didn't mean. I didn't mean to start I really, that. I really want someone to be a Kingdom Hearts two mod where, where it's just someone. Every question starts off with someone going, "Where's Sora?" And yeah. Then like, yeah. I don't know. And then someone's like, "Where's Goofy?" And uh. it's just like, it cuts to like, <laughs> like, organization thirteen. It's like, hey, I've gathered you all here to ask one question. Where is Sora? Like, no one. Where knows the hell where, is he? Where the hell you play as Sora? Has anyone seen Sora? Hey, I'm right here. No, no. Like I don't even know where I am. <laughs> Anyways, I, sorry that was a side tangent. I didn't mean to. But that was my point. Is that uh, yeah. Just if it's long in our and you know like I think Kingdom Hearts fans 
Uh, what, what got me into Kingdom Hearts was, you know, Disney. I love Disney. Uh, I love Final Fantasy and sure. a I love Square Enix. So it's like those three things kind of coming together in a original IP is really fun, and it makes it worth the slodge because you know you get to play with you know there is no there is but there's not really a good Tarzan game. There's not really a good Aladdin game aside from the old stuff. Sure. There's not a, like a Pirates of the Caribbean game worth playing or a Tron game worth playing, and and this kind of gives you the ability to experience all of your favorite you know disney franchises in one place with an original narrative it's just really hard and convoluted at times and as much as i love those games that they narratively you know have a lot of problems i think birth by sleep makes the most sense but the only reason why you care about birth by sleep is because you've played the other ones and that's saying a lot yeah that's not good if you're not telling a story that's compelling from the very beginning mm -hmm. that you need to the other games to explain it, yep, not you're, good. you're having a hard time. Not there good. are plenty of ways to do a sequel to a game without putting all of your chips from the previous games in it. True. And I think that's the most common issue that True. The, these games suffer from. You know, even like that's where like things like Mario and Sonic get a huge pass because guess what? They happened previously in other Yeah, those games, games don't even have plots really. Right. So. It's just like pick up the controller and go. Uh, but yeah. Anyways, great. Thanks for letting us sorry. talk about story and games some more. Sorry, I didn't mean to do that. My my point is, uh, is what was the question? <laughs> I forgot the question. Exactly. Oh, yeah. how do I get past a game that has a a, a hard, uh, like a slow start? Uh, I think that's where you kind of have to ask yourself. Uh, well, one, are you are you really money conscious about the game you bought? You know, do you want to really get that sixty dollar value? Um, mm. that's, oh, that's, that's mm. one that, that's how like most conscious gamers think nowadays Gross. is I'm only going to spend 60 bucks in this game for this month. I want to get the game that I want to love. And then you get the game and you get upset that it doesn't match the expectations of your $60 purchase. <laughs> Ugh, but then don't play the bad game just cause you spend $60 on it. Then you've lost $60 and time. Yeah. And you're unhappy. Awful. Uh, the second thing I would say is, um, you know, if Talk to your friends. Talk to your family about it. If they love these games and they've played it and they want you to experience it and, you know, even they have their gripes about it, I think it's important to kind of take it with a grain of salt and a little optimism, like Al said, and approach it with that, you know, kind of state of mind. And I, th I think in there you'll you'll find the answer that you're looking for. Personally, I always I always give a game uh, – if, 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 if I can care about the character, I'm in. And that's that's all – that's – not really a thing that they do in games much. So if it's not, if I can't get about the character, my next thing is the gameplay. Is the gameplay fun? Is the game fun to play? That is the most important aspect of it. Um, Kingdom Hearts is fun to play. Forget the narrative. It's yeah, still a fun game. Gameplay is good in Kingdom Hearts. I'll give you that. Yeah. Thank you for your question. Hey, thanks, man. Who thanks. was that? Who was that? That was from uh, Kirkpatrick. Ah, thank you. Will Kirkpatrick. Thank you, Will. Thank you. Coming up on comment number, I don't know, six. We lost our, our way, but that's okay. Uh, this one's from... <laughs> we, we lost our we, way. We are lost. Find us. Uh, let's see here. Do comments have a trajectory? The, that yes. Be followed? Yeah. That must be yes. followed. Probably. Like a yes. set in stone way that they must follow. <laughs> we lost our way of yeah. this. Uh, Nathan Donahue says, hey. Howdy, TOVG casters. Got a question about game content for you guys. Games. For games that you do not plan on making the episodes of The Completionist on, and they were really tiny games that you strictly play on your free time, mm. do you prefer shorter, more focused experiences, such as The Insider, Brothers of Tale of Two Sons, or longer, more content-filled experiences like Metal Gear Solid 5 and Monster Hunter? 
loving all the new shows. Keep up the awesome work. You guys are awesome. Later, man. Uh, Nathan. P.S. Prom? Hmm. Yes, the answer yes, is yes. Yes, to prom. to prom. Yes, I will go to prom with you. Um, who wants to go first? Al. What was the question? Do you, what kind of games do you prefer? Do you prefer short to... games or that are like kind of shorter experiences to enjoy or longer games that are really big and fleshed out? Like for your free time. Gotcha. Um, I think that uh, it really depends on how I feel at the moment. Gotcha. I'm not, you know, crazy set on one. I think there's a lot of really great short games, but uh, on the back end, I'm a wild player and that doesn't have an end. So. Hmm. I feel the same way. You know. Yeah. Uh, it. All games come in shapes and sizes, and they are just perfect. <laughs> All games come in shapes and sizes. Yes, that's true. Yes, that's very, <laughs> very true. Blue is a color. Like, yeah, that's also uh, true. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel the same way. I like them both, depending. No? What about you? What about me? What you <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I think it depends. Like like, like you said, Al, it depends on how I'm feeling. Um, games like Donkey Kong Country 2 and Shovel Knight and... Uh, Mario platformers, platformers, is what you're just saying. like pla- platformers and and, and uh, consumable stuff that's within the six to t- ten hour range are usually my favorite because uh, I can pick them up at any given moment in the span of the playthrough and just have a good time. The levels are designed this way. I like it this way. Uh, this is hard. This is easy. There's enough of a scale and, and an overall scope to kind of jump in and jump out. Whereas when you're playing an RPG or a, a, a very narrative-heavy game, you kind of had to remember, yeah. you know, previously on this game what happened in order to keep playing it. Because yeah. if you okay, so let's say you bought a brand new game, you bought Battlefield One, and you're playing it, and it has a hundred-hour campaign. Damn, I'm just making it up for this point. Um, and you start up, you started playing the first few hours when you bought the game. Six months go by. And you go, oh, I haven't even beat the campaign of Battlefield 1. So you start playing it, and you realize, oh, it's a 100-hour game. Hmm. That means that that's a commitment that you have to keep playing. No one has 100 hours to play a game uh, unless you're a streamer or a YouTuber because that's kind of what you do for a living. And the gaming that you do that's recreational, it's more or less about, you know, I have a job in the evening or I have a job in the morning or a job in the afternoon, and I'm playing the game in between or I'm seeing my – significant other or I have family stuff so really your kind of consumption of how you play the game can go on for a very long time that's why when I when I play Final Fantasies new ones that come out I just shut out the world I'm warning everyone right now when Final Fantasy 15 comes out I will disappear and you will never know what happened to me and I'm so sorry in advance because my brother and I We'll lock the doors. We will turn off the lights, and we will not call back anyone. Hope you enjoy it until we are done. It's 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 how we do it. It's just that's how I've consumed those games. Because if I stop, I constantly think about the game. I want to keep going on about it. I want to keep getting involved, and I want to stay focused on it. And if I stop, if I put it down for too long, then I feel like I've lost my skill and my my prowess, my my drive. <laughs> Um, it's crazy, I know, but that's how I've done Final Fantasy games as they've come out. All right. So you can kind of tell when I finished fifteen or thirteen how upset I was because mm. it took me about halfway through to realize how unhappy I was Aww. with it. I got I love the battle system in thirteen, but then everything else about it, I don't care about any of the characters. It looks beautiful, but I don't care about anyone. I care about Zaz. Zaz has the most relatable story. He wants to take care of his son. He like, mm. wants to get his son back because his son is sick and wants to take care of him. Sounds interesting. I never played. And you any know of those. that from the very beginning, but everyone else, you're like, 
Mm. These characters are so one-dimensional, and it's such a bummer. That sounds like the worst, my dude. Yeah. Oh, well. Sorry. Side tangent, as always, on the, on the podcast. Side tangent. Uh, so, yeah, I would say it depends on what you're in the mood for. Personally, I have to be in the mood to play RPG to, to play it. I can't just pick it up and go with it. I have to invest myself. So shorter games are more my jam. Thank you for your question. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Let's see here. Yet another comment. Da, da, da. Uh, okay, I just want to uh, uh, go ahead and someone asked this question. Hey, Gerard, is there, this is by uh, Princey. This Ooh. is going back to what we said earlier, but if you're here, I'm going to go ahead and say it anyways. Hey, Gerard, is there any chance that the podcast can be ported to MP3 or for the Apple peeps to the Apple store? It'd be great to get guys like me that go out in the city very often listen to the podcast while climbing slash top a mountain or uh, those who doesn't have the means of getting internet access on a daily basis. It would be, it would help to have additional traffic for the DOVG website and it would be interesting to hearing you, Al and Brett, plug in some skits for sponsors and breaks. Please have some sponsors on this podcast. It's really lacking on that department. Yo. <laughs> he wants sponsors? He wants He wants us to get that ad money. <laughs> you know he does need? He needs some commercials. I love a good dude, commercial. Dude, when we do those commercials, like, we're going to we're gonna have so much fun with them. It's going to be so over the top or very bad. We have to get one of you just- Over the top or very bad. Yeah, but like a combination <laughs> of both. Like, you have to do one of Brett just being like, this episode of the That One Video Galaxy podcast is brought to you by- Dollar Shave Club. Spot Dollar Shave Club. <laughs> <laughs> Brett, give us your, your, your random sponsor right now. This episode of That One Video Galaxy is brought to you by JJ's Sock Emporium. <laughs> we get all our socks from the back of your drawers. <laughs> so you buy them at the discount. JJ's Sock Emporium, located wherever we are. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I don't know. One of the uh, big things as to, uh, early in the in the show, we brought on Al to do uh, his character's Gung Ho Al. Mm. And then when Gung Ho Energy approached us, we were like, dude, we have the perfect brand. And so we were shooting the commercial for it. And I was writing the script. And I was like, oh, man, like, how am I going to get Al to, like, act his way through this? Because he's never really acted before. Mm. And, then I, and then I was like, wait, I don't need Al to act because Al's hilarious. So I just, I made Al go, I just, I just made Al go to the mic and I was like, Al, say anything you can think of that is just as random as you can. And so, uh, we did a bit where it like cuts away and it's like, this is what Al had to say. And Al just was like, what are you doing in my room? Just like <laughs> really random Aww, stuff. That's our Al. So. That's We're definitely going to be doing a lot of stuff like that. That's going to be great. Great. Fake commercials. Thank you, Princey. We'll get them, I promise. Thank you, Princey. If you know someone who wants to do that, yeah. let us know. I like that guy. He yeah. likes the commercials. We are now leaving that comet storm and moving to a crab nebula of another comet Here's storm. Here's a new comet off the Comet Express. Uh, this one is uh, titled, My First Comet by J.P. Gwyler. What's up, Gerard, Brett, and Al? Man, it's weird to use those names after being so used to writing into the Dex podcast crew. I mm. uh, hope you guys have been doing well so far today. Yeah, we're okay. Pretty good. Yeah. Waiting, on, waiting on burgers. But waiting on fun. burgers. Mm. Um, so my first comment, I figured I'd use a more chill question and ask Gerard this. Mm. What is your power stance? 
I've heard Alex mention wow. it a few times on Beard Bros, but no one has really ever seen it outside of the office. Is it a secret, or can you actually show us? Ooh, sorry. Show those of us watching on YouTube. And in addition, how would one go about finding their own power stance? Mm. Anyways, with that one out of the way, I'm curious to what extent we can discuss on the previous podcast topics during these comments. I love to talk to more about the subject of stories and games and mm. plenty of the other stuff you guys have brought up, but I also don't want to write an email to drag on for so long that it doesn't even get read. Anyways, keep being tight as always. Uh, and I hope you all have an awesome day. Hashtag later man JP. Mm. P.S. Brett, after hearing you enough on Super Couch Fighters, mm. I seriously envy your ability to freak out with such ridiculous moments of excitement. I can never dream of externally showing my excitement for something in a game like that. Really? Brett is the best hype person in planet Earth. I am a hype man. He's not just a hype man. He, he can literally take anything mundane and make it seem so wonderful. That's because the hype lives within. <laughs> the hype is there. You just got to find it. <laughs> well, thank you, JP. I hope you find your hype soon, man. Let your hype flag up. Never mind. Uh, thank you, though, JP. And uh, yeah, I, are you, love are you how, I love how he's just like, yeah, hype is from within. Hype I'm is not, from within. Just, I he doesn't want to sell the hype that he's got. What am I supposed to be hype about? Anything. But if the burgers came right, right now, how about this? I'm gonna like start saying, yeah. saying words, yeah. and you just have glottal reactions to them. Do you want me to give you my true reactions? Or yes. Do you want me, my true. Okay. Yeah, but like, just I say it, and you. Do you want me to close my eyes? Yes. All right. Okay. But I'm letting you know if you don't say something that's hype, I'm not gonna be happy. Sure. About. Okay. Right, here we right. go. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. Street Fighter Five. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, Man, hit the button. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mm, okay. Fried chicken. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> burgers. Yeah. Sandwiches. Yeah. Uh, uh, ice cream. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> this is where I'm hungry right now. So. Uh, baby back. Ow! Oh! <laughs> you have to fit. All right, great. Yeah, dude, we got some barbecue the other night. Gerard stole one of my ribs. <laughs> I bought the we we get from Lucille's man like. Thank you for proving my point. Hey hey, um, but like, Lucille's barbecue. Look them up; they're incredible. Cause like they get you click on the little app where we order it, and it's like yo, beef barbecue barbecue beef ribs. I'm like great, and you click on it. I was like, would you like what is it? It's like would you like three ribs, five ribs, or seven ribs? I'm like, you know, seven ribs. Give <laughs> me them seven ribs, and so they have to like. I love it because whenever they, I've got it twice now, and whenever they deliver it, they bring it in like this tin tray that you know is only reserved oh for like gosh, catering. Brett, I wish we still had it. You that have tray. to do the face at home for everyone mm. of, of your dance. <laughs> yeah, we made it. I was so happy about the barbecue ribs that I did a little dance with my tray. And they were like, did you like it? Was it good? That it was, rib I got? Oh, it was great. It was yeah. incredible. But yeah, like, I, they were great. I forget that you just were like. Oh, we had we had a party, man. We had a, we had a party. Oh boy! Oh There's boy! A party waiting for us over there. Our food just showed Yay. up. Yay! Uh, are you gonna show people your power stance? My power stance. Oh man! Are you gonna show them? No. <laughs> no. After all that? No. Why? Uh, the power stance is an embarrassing. Oh, it's Gerard. An embarrassing thing. Why are you embarrassed? I'm embarrassed because. Uh, is it because you take your pants off when you do it? That's not the power stance. Oh. No. Um, that's a different. You know what? You know what it was? It was. Uh, 
early on in the show, people, everyone in the show was like, would make fun, not make fun of you, they'd like point it out, like, oh, he's doing the power stance, like, he's doing the power stance, he's doing the power stance, and that always like got me super self conscious. And so, uh, I like it. Oh, yeah. Do I you? do. I, I think I got the power stance from Al. Al, Al <gasps> was the one who taught me the power stance. He, he did it a lot when we were kids. And Secret I was like, origins of the and power I, stance? And I sat there and I was watching Al and I was like, yo, that shit helps. I, I, mm. I gotta start doing that. And so. You gotta plant your feet with the earth. Yeah. You gotta plant it. Can I describe it? I'm not gonna do my power stance, but I will show you. Okay. Like the importance of a power stance. All right. All right. So the most important thing, and, and Al, I think, said it best two feet. Left foot, right foot, as centered as possible. You can't be in between, so they're touching. You have you can't have them too far out. They have to be perfectly level with your shoulders. That's the most important thing. Okay. Uh, the second thing is you need to have your hands out at a perpendicular, uh, uh, like a a uh, per- perpendicular angles of each other. Like you. Can That's parallel. Parallel. Sorry, parallel angles of each other. Like you don't want them. You don't want it to be too far forward, up or down. You don't want to be like to the side or behind. You uh-huh. want to be perfectly squared center as you can be. So you're really kind of like doing a yoga like exercise almost, just kind of standing. <laughs> and then what you do is you never blink and you stare forward and you observe every single thing on the screen like it like your life depends on it and everyone talking around you, they mean nothing. Mm. That's how you get the power stance. You yeah, you're talking there. about becoming one with the game. You're talking. That's what a power stance is. You you put yourself in a position where your body is about to freak out because of the adrenaline that's pumping through it, and you are saying no. The adrenaline's going to the earth now, and it's going to make me take over and body the planet. And that's mm. a good power stance. All right, mine is similar to that. I hope one day you feel good enough to show us all. One day. All right. Thank you for your question. Anything Thank else? you. Oh, uh, and the other question is uh, about what we'll talk about in previous podcasts. As long as they keep coming in, we'll keep talking about them, yeah. and we'll try keeping them up to date and, ref- and referencing them. I think that's the whole point of the podcast, uh, the comment section, is that we're able to kind of contribute as an ongoing community. So, yes, yes. Next comment, please. Ooh, we have a lady who asked us a question. Who's that lady? Who's that lady? No, I was really asking you. Her name is Kathleen. Cool. Thanks, Kathleen. God, that was just amazing. Thank you. Thank you. It was really bad, but thank you. Uh, Hi, Gerard. Hello, Kathleen. Uh, You said a ton of people asked you to complete No Man's Sky to be mean. Is that the same with Rare Replay? I legitimately want to see you complete it. Love the TOVG Super Bros crew. I binged watched the Saw series, and now I'm hooked. Probably won't buy the game, though, Kathleen. Uh, no one should buy Saw the game or mm-hmm. Saw 2 its sequel. Don't ever do that. Learn from the mistakes that we've made. Um, rare. Rare. Rare replay. I love Rare. I don't know if I'd completed to get all the trophies because they kind of retroactively updated things to be more about their legacy of what the games could be by adding challenges that I don't necessarily agree with. Beating games in one life or not getting hit to me isn't necessarily a fun challenge. It's just more of an inconvenience for a completionist out there who's trying to get their achievements on. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of going back to the multiplayer achievements. When you kind of, unless it does something where it's, it's Bragging uh, to me, it's weird as a completionist, right? I don't have bragging rights. I don't care. How, I've com- I've completed over 190 games, but I don't actually give a shit about. Are we coming up on 200? Yeah, we're getting close. Wow. Yeah. Um, I don't really care about 
the games that I've completed. They're not accol- they're not accolades to me. Um, I'm not like look at all the games I've done. I think I'm more inclined to talk about the one game that had a really hard achievement that I did, or like it was awesome conquering it. That to me is way more fascinating. But making this kind of long form retroactive updating of achievements and stuff that's where i kind of start to die out in in my attention span is i don't want to complete battletoads without ta- without taking a hit or beat the speed the speed uh tunnel is that what's called the speed tunnel in in battletoads oh man. i just I, I i disagree with that kind of mentality um like in Mega Man x or Mega Man 10 there's like the uh it's it's one of the top ten achievements in, in the world. It's like the hardest achievements in the world is beat the whole game without getting hit. That's a, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Right, and I, I mean, there's people who've done it, but I just have no desire. That, yeah, this, that, that's, that's not so, fun to me. Oh, I'm so sorry for kicking the mic no, yet again. Fine. I apologize, guys. Uh, but there's there's definitely like another level of achievement where you read them and you go, oh, that's that's the like, you're not meant to get this. The only people who will get this are people who like dedicate their lives to that. Yeah, absolutely. like dedicate your life. Yeah. And it's not worth it. I agree. Yeah. Great. Good question. Thank you, Kathleen. That's a good Christian. That's a good Christian. That's a good Kermit. That's a good Kermit. That's a good Kermit. That's a good Kermit. We got another Uh, one? Oh, yeah. (laughs) This is a long one, but I want to read this. This is from uh, Jean-Marc. Jean-Marc. Axe into. Oh, okay. Great. Jean-Marc. Jean-Marc. I hope I'm pronouncing. Let me see that. How do you pronounce that? Go for it. Go for it. Yep, Jean- that looks Jean- like Jamark to me. Jamark. Hey Gerard, I left this comment in your last in your latest video on brand deals, but mm. I thought I would send it to you directly anyways. So I'm very glad you're talking about this. I did what you did when you started the completions, and I quit my job working in a high school and started my own channel, Gamer's Ooh. Guide that explore the Gamer's Guide that explores what games can teach us about the world and our lives. Mm. And it's tough. But it's exciting to see that one of my favorite YouTubers and inspirations for my channel is offering a bit of advice. And insight onto how this works. I know it's going to take a lot of work, and I have to get into a place where people want to support me and my work. So thank you very much for the video and the channel, and I can't to see can't wait to see what else you've got. Mm-hmm. My question: What was your first brand deal, and did they approach you, or did you just have to put yourself out there until people decided to give you brand deals? I've got a lot saved up, which allows me to make these videos right now. But I know down the line I'll have to make a decision to keep making content full time or getting a job to support my fiance while she's going through med school. So any feedback and advice would be amazing. Thanks. Keep doing what you're doing, Jamark. P.S. Here's a pie pun. And a it's what? A, it's a pie pun, and it's world's <laughs> world's most accurate uh, pie chart. Okay. And it says pie I've eaten, and the pie is removed, and pie <laughs> pie I have yet to eat. Yeah, 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 the rest yeah, yeah. Of the pie. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Great question. Great, great question. Um, I think the first brand deal we did was Gung Ho Energy for Gung Ho Out. Uh, that was the first brand deal we ever did on the show. And honestly, uh, it was the uh, – let me just a little bit. The first brand deal we ever did was Gung Ho Energy. They they came to us. Actually, no. Here's – okay. Oh. A PR company came to us. Uh they came to us and said, hey, we have this new thing called Gungo Energy, and uh, we want to know if you want to work with us. And uh, they were like, you want 300 bucks? And we were like, what? $300? $300? That could buy us a new gaming console. Yeah, because at that point we were making $0 on YouTube. Right. And so this was what, like nine months into the show, eight months into the show. This was the Pokemon episode where we actually introduced Alex uh, to TOVG. Mm. And uh, – 
we had gung ho we had gung ho al as our kind of brand ambassador and so that whole commercial uh that brand deal did so bad not because <laughs> hold on let me let me let me preface this everyone thought the ad was fake we did such a good uh. job at doing the ad that it just seemed like a joke like a fake product and it wasn't a real thing and so because no one bought it we got i think a deduction in our pay we didn't get paid out the 300 and we got like 200 bucks that sucks because they we had no conversion i think one person bought a box of gung-ho energy and the comments literally in the video were like dude that gung-ho energy ad was so good i didn't even think it was real it was like guys it is real um, I had to put an annotation, I think, that said, like, please buy the product. It is real. Like, we need you to buy it. Oh, my God. Um, that, was really our, that was our first real big brand deal that we did. Um, I say big with, in quotes. Mm -hmm. The second one that we did that was the worst brand deal we've ever done was the Summer of Xbox Live Arcade. Summer of Arcade is what it was called. Um, they paid us. Well, it was, it was through Maker Studios. They paid us fifteen hundred bucks. So it was like our like another brand. We were like, "Whoa, fifteen hundred bucks is a lot of money." It is a lot of money. And they came to us and they offered us fifteen hundred bucks for eight videos. Huh. And at the time, I was like, "We need that money. It equates to so much more months of the show. It could help build things out. We could get better equipment. Let's do it." So we took it, and uh, I didn't. I forgot. I didn't really have like a. I didn't have the hype. I didn't have any kind of show on the channel that like represented this type of video and so we we took it and uh everyone hated it uh. they hated it so bad it was our worst performing videos on the channel oops sorry there's some of the worst performing videos on the channel i think they got like twenty thousand views at the time and they didn't get any more and it was actually funny because the first video on that list was brothers a tale of two sons and that game is incredible it is such a wonderful game and I was so happy to do a video on it because I, I had heard a lot about it and I played it and I was like crying throughout it because it was so beautiful wow. and it was really good. And I was like, man, I'm getting paid to talk about this wonderful game. And I was like, hey, guys, I know I'm getting paid, but this game is awesome. It's so cool. Everyone hated it. Everyone hated me, and it felt <laughs> so – I felt horrible Aww. that the next set of videos, if you watch them, it's me destroying the games. <clears throat> I'm like, this game sucks. It's kind of fun. Don't buy it. Thank you, Microsoft, for sponsoring it. Like, the other three videos, I, I actually ended up cutting back the deal from eight to four, and then I finished them out, and I walked away because uh, people were so unhappy about it. And I think that's where I kind of tried to get my grip on – uh, doing brand deals for the show that are about games. I try not to do that. I think I did it for Dungeon Defenders one time, Guns of Icarus, and uh, and Abzu recently. And we're doing one. We did one actually on The Walking Dead a couple days ago. And I and I did it because I did these ones because they were very different from the show. They weren't like a Nintendo IP. It wasn't like a um, playing a console game. Like these are different experiences that people are going to take from it. And that's why I wanted to go with it. But. Uh, Brandos are tough. They're so scary. I wish I had a better idea as to when the time is to turn the money on. I think Brett and I actually talked about this a few few weeks ago because you've been getting some some generic, hey, Couch Fighters, we love your show. Will you yeah. make brand deals for us? Yeah, I usually ignore them because like, you read it and they go, like, we do, blah, 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 and we're willing to give you like market share. Like, uh, 
Because, like, we have... CPAs, yeah. We only have eight people that watch our stuff, so, like, there's no point in that. And we want to make sure that the first time that Santel and I are lucky enough to do a brand deal, we want to make sure it's something, like, a quality enough product and also something that people won't hate too much. Yeah. But, you know, that's really wishful thinking. We'll see if it gets there one day. I I think the important takeaway is make the money because people are going to hate you for the brief moment, and then a couple weeks will go by and they'll forget there ever was a brand deal and you'll be fine. Um make the money when you can because this could one day all be gone and you may not have anything to to kind of take pride on in that in that moment um so yeah as long as you're truthful to you you'll be fine that's a good print that's a good kermit thank you for your question we'll do one one last comment we've got uh the final comment the final comment bradley put a final comment animation with some dramatic music final comment final comment make your head the comment Thank you. The Bradley comment. (laughs) The Bradley comment. Um, Let's see here. As we come up on that final comment, thank you guys for hanging out with us today. Much appreciated. Yeah, we've had a great time. I've been having this is a good this is a good time. Are you guys having fun? Yeah, that burger over there is just staring at me though, so it's hard. I know, right? It's so soon. I'm smelling it soon. It speaks to you. Yeah. Let's see here. I'm trying to find ones that aren't. A lot of these ones are like ones we've already answered. So oh, okay. I'm trying to to find ones that are a little more on the something ooh. unique comet. Yeah, exactly. Something unique comet. Let's see here. Oh, this one's from Lemming six five five. Hey, Lemming. Good evening slash morning slash day. Hey, my name is Kenneth Morris. Hi, Kenneth. Hey, Ken. And I've been enjoying your content of your family of hard workers for some time now. I will try to find a question to pose, but for the moment, consider consider this a love letter to everyone at the office for Aww. cranking out how, for cranking out such steady and potent stream of classy and passionate content. What a sweetheart! As a fan of your work, you all pour all of your days and love into it, and I want to further state that I appreciate how you wade through the buggy marsh of the internet, that is the YouTube comment Slow section, down. stop, and unkind <laughs> tweets and miss hate. Kenneth is killing it in terms of uh, his metaphysical conceit. <laughs> He is riding that metaphor into the sunset, <laughs> and I really appreciate it. Keep going. Damn, Kenneth, you're killing it. So for that question, do larger groups such as TOVG ever seek the help of an HR-type individual or someone who checks in on the mental state of your people? <laughs> I'm a big fan. I've been watching for a while. My question is, are you guys okay? Hold on. Before before <laughs> before I move on, Bradley, I want I, we're gonna we're gonna strike a pose individually, and I want you to get like the most dramatic music ever and do a digital slow zoom as our faces as we're like amping it up. So we'll start with Brett, then me, then Al. What am I doing? You just strike strike a really sad, unflattering All right. face, and then just get away from the mic for a second. A and, sad and, face? Yeah, a sad face. <laughs> okay, here yeah. I go. All right, Al, Al? <laughs> Great. Great. Why the hell do we do that? Uh, to show how sad our mental anguish is in our state. Uh, yeah. uh, with, with that great dramatic music, it's going to make it so much funnier. Great. Um, I know that you all seem to be quite healthy for, the, for most of the time, but I, like many, see the wariness on your faces. And I know due to my studies in psychology that sometimes having a non-coworker to talk to can relieve stress in moments. Mm. So is there a space in the YouTube community for a YouTube therapist? Interesting. 
Yo, um, I always joke about this, about like how I have a therapist, but I don't actually joke. I actually had have a therapist mm-hmm. who I, I see. Oh, I haven't seen him in a while, but I used to go uh, every Thursday for an hour and a half, and it really helped me center myself uh, going forward. When all the stuff happened last year and the changeover of the show and the format of people coming and going, um, I got a lot of hate. I got people showing up to my house, putting my family in, in danger, and uh, that scared me to the point where I needed to seek, seek help. I needed to see professional help. And, uh, you know, my therapist kind of taught me and talked to me about it, about how, uh, one therapeutic thing that as a gamer that I can kind of come to is playing something I hate and try finding the positives in it. And so I started doing that. I used to hate MMORPGs and, uh, I play Final Fantasy 14. Well, I haven't in a while, but, um, I, I played it for a long time that helped me kind of rebalance my center of my passion for games. And uh, I wish the YouTube community did have a therapist to speak with because you talk to any studio or any group of friends in the YouTube space and all of us are doing the same thing. We're working 20 hour days. We're making videos all the time. We're doing brand deals we don't want to do. We're not, not making the money we should. And we're dealing with uh, other YouTubers in the space who are very cocky, who talk down to you and make you feel bad about your work ethic and what you're doing all the time. And uh, and that's when like the gossip starts and that kind of stuff. And you never want that. But I think there, if there was a YouTube therapist, I, I would definitely have one. If I had the money, I would get – there are two things I would get in this office for us to have absolutely. Mm. One is an on-site chef to cook us all the food we ever wanted both healthy and that would be a and, game changer and yeah and guess what we wouldn't have to pay for it game changer we wouldn't have to pay for it that's game the best changer. part an on staff chef he, he would hate me <laughs> he <would> hate me <laughs> um the second thing is i probably would get a an, an hr therapist to kind of check in with everyone and make sure everyone's happy because we work so late yeah. we sleep so little yeah. we have deadlines that are unrealistic but we make them realistic um I would love actually like a, a physical trainer or, or a, a workout specialist to kind of also mm. get us on track. No, no, we'll take the chef. <laughs> well, you don't need to, you don't need to work out. You you we could have the workout. Guy. I'm about to work out my jaws on that burger. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you for your comment. That was a, that was a good. What a that, unique question, right? That was a good Kermit. <laughs> That's a good Kermit. Uh, guys, this has been the. The podcast. I've had a great time today. How are you guys doing? How are you feeling? Great. Great? Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, as always, guys, if you have more comments for us, submit to them at comments at that one video gamer. Uh, I promise we're going to come to iTunes and Apple and all that fun RSS stuff soon. Just let us give us a couple more days to weeks to figure it out. We're almost there. And we will see you guys next time on the That One Video Galaxy podcast. I'm Gerard. I'm Brett. And I'm Al. And we'll. Oh wait, hold on. I forgot. Final word. Final word. Brett. Uh. Chucky. You don't. Why? It's Halloween time. Great. Al. Final word. If you got a dish? Give it some soap. If you got a dish, give it some soap. Mm-hmm. And I like Tuesdays. We'll see you guys next week on another episode of that one video galaxy podcast. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.